"'Twas the night before Christmas, and though it sounds odd, "'not a creature was casting, not even a pod. "'Round radio, headphones, Alexa, we waited, "'with stockings and mince pies and breath that was baited. "'Our heroes all died at the end of last series, "'which made you all worry and raise many queries. "'But worry not now, listener, be not forlorn. "'Here's a Christmassy special in diary form.'" Michael's Diary, December 23rd. Having finally wrapped up the paperwork from our last adventure, the holiday season had officially begun, and I was determined this year we would have the perfect Christmas. No work, no stress, no arguments over whether your own unpublished screenplays are allowed in charades. Yaz had just hung the star on top of the filing cabinet and remarked on how much he loves getting getting ready ready for for Christmas. Christmas. What is it about decorating the office that makes you feel so glowing and fuzzy inside? You mean other than you accidentally swallowing the decorations? What makes you so sure it was an accident, Tom? Yaz and Tom always argued at Christmas. But before they could return to their constant bickering, we were interrupted by a call on the video phone. Hello, Your Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. How do you do gallery view? Oh, hello, boys. I have a potential mission for you. I've received an anonymous tip that a malevolent foreign oligarch threatens Chris... Sorry, Your Majesty, I'm sure Chris is a very nice man, but I have to stop you there. We're on our festive break. No adventures till the 6th of January. Come on, Mike, I'm sure she wouldn't ask unless it was... We're on holiday! Nothing is going to spoil our perfect Christmas, okay? Michael, dear, I do completely understand. Have a wonderful Christmas. Right. Mustache. Edward's meeting someone dodgy down at Nando's in Slough. And I still have my speech to write for Friday. Ciao. Bye. Right, back to cataloguing, valuing and recycling last year's Christmas cards. What a treat. Is that really how we're going to spend Christmas? No, no, no. Tonight, we're roasting chestnuts over an open fire, then we're putting out the fire and watching the first of my carefully chosen Christmas films. Can't we go somewhere? It's boring here. It's restful. A change is as good as a rest, Tom. Tell that to the Christmas jumper you've worn for the last 11 days straight. A change is as good as a rest, jumper, said Yaz, supping his vegan eggnog. Might even give me a chance to... Actually have some fun at Christmas for once without anyone telling me that Jar Jar versus Hitler Worlds Collide is not acceptable in Shiraz. You can't leave, Yaz! It will throw out my seating plan for Christmas. Actually, Michael, I was thinking about spending Christmas Day with family. Shut up! Neither of you are going anywhere. This season is about being together, okay? We We don't don't always have have to do do everything everything together, together, Michael. Michael. Oi, stop talking at the same time as me. You're the one talking at the same time as me! God! And an uneasy silence descended amongst us. Yaz said... Nothing, because we were being silent. I was just writing in my diary about how we were being silent when Tom found something most unexpected. That's odd. There's something in this box. Tom said, Michael, stop writing in your diary and come over here. He said to me, Michael, the writer of this diary. I wrote this in my diary, then went over to Tom. Look at this! He exclaimed, It's a Christmas card. He explained, Yeah, that's your Christmas card box. Yaz complained, But it's still sealed! That's so odd! Tom maintained, Maybe you missed it? I entertained, It's addressed from... Transylvania. Tom ascertained, And he held up a sealed yellow envelope addressed to us in a spindly hand with blood-red ink that smelt as old as Christmas itself. I wonder who would have sent us a Christmas card from Transylvania. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, guess we'll never know. Where's the recycling? Come on, what are you doing? It's a 2019 Christmas card. The post of Christmas last. We can hardly mix it in with all the 2020 Christmas cards. <laughs> we had our chance to enjoy its message last year, and frankly, we missed it. Oh, the postmark's from this year, just a few days ago. But that box has been sealed and archived since January. Go on, Mike, give a read. Being a professional actor, I duly obliged. <clears throat> Dear Michael, and also your friends... 
It is I, your Uncle Ebenezer, the Count of Spatula. As I began to read aloud to my two friends, it was as if I could hear the voice of the letter writer filling my ears. I didn't know you had an uncle. But first I heard the voice of Yaz interrupting. Shh, I'm reading. It has been a great many years since we last met. And I do so wish to see you again. I wonder if yourself and your two adventuring companions would enjoy spending Christmas with me at Castle Spatula. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of something funny. Excuse me. <clears throat> we can eat turkey and wear Christmas-style jumpers and do all the things exactly like people who enjoy Christmas so very much as I do and I know you do because Christmas is so very wonderful. Perhaps. We can even watch the speech of your monarch on the television set. <laughs> Forgive me, I just remembered that that funny thing again. <clears throat> Do your uncle the honour of joining me for Christmas this year. With your friends, of course. You must bring your friends. Perhaps you will enjoy it so much, you won't ever leave. Ha 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 ha! Ha 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 P.S. Please bring your friends. I wonder what you found so funny. Maybe he was listening to season one of the podcast, which I think is still available in case someone didn't catch it. Season one, where the whole planet died and became zombies. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Funny how you always remember the dark times fondly, isn't it? Are we really not even going to address that? Guys, this is perfect. Let's go to Transylvania for Christmas. Oh yeah, nothing says Christmas like some creepy part of rural Romania. Well, that's settled then. Tom, were you being sarcastic? I think maybe you could have worked that out from the context, Yaz. Uh, I think maybe you could work this finger out from the context, Tom. What thing? Oh, yes, very good. Hello? Yeah, could you please connect me to the Castle Spatula, Transylvania? Um, this is Croydon Leisure Centre. Yes, I see. Still, can you connect me to the Castle Spatula, Transylvania? I don't have the number. You could look it up on the internet. I mean, I guess. Thank you. So hard making international calls, you know, because of Brexit. All right, I'm putting you through. Please hold. Yes, how can I help you? Is that you, Uncle Ebenezer? No, sir. I'm Count Ebenezer's loyal and long-suffering clerk, I saw. You must be Michael. The Count has spoken about you. Yes, that's right. I'm afraid he's just having breakfast. Of course, there's a time difference, isn't there? Because of Brexit. Can I take a message? We were just wondering if his invitation for a Christmas visit was still on the cards. One moment. Don't worry, Mike, it is still on the card I checked. He says, Christmas is a trick for idle men. I abhor any fool who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips. Oh, wait, wait. My nephew, you say. Mwahahaha. Yes, that's fine as long as he brings his friends. Oh, wonderful. I saw, please let my uncle know we will be on the next direct train from London to Transylvania. So we'll see you in the morning. Merry Christmas, I saw. Yes, indeed, sir. And a Merry Christmas to you, too. Perfect. Now we can all be happy. Christmas all together for me, a change of scenery like Yaz wanted, and with family for Tom. It's your family! You should have made that clear before, Tom. I see that now. Christmas in Transylvania. Why do I have a bad feeling about this? Uh, Because you've just eaten a packet of Christmas decorations? In a small town called London, England, there live three men. By day... A fair to middling theatre company. By night, a fair to middling theatre company with an adventure department. If you have a perilous mission that requires cunning and skill, if it seems no one will answer your cry for help, 
If you can cover insurance costs and all reasonable expenses, there's one fair to middling theatre company you can count on. So strap yourselves in, keep arms and legs inside the carriage, and remove all loose items such as glasses, because it's time for Three's Company's Adventure Department. Episode 6, A Cryptmas Carol. Tom's Diary, December 24th. We have arrived in Transylvania, but uh, the coach driver refused to take us all the way to the castle. Something about not going south of the Poata River when it's a full moon, the tide is high and the spirits walk abroad. Uh, That and the fact we didn't have enough money. Apparently it was a combination of both. Michael insisted country walks were an important part of Christmas, so we ended up traipsing through an eerily deserted village, completely lost when an ancient woman suddenly appeared. Oh dears! Ah! Screamed Yaz as if she'd appeared from nowhere, when in fact she'd appeared from a bush. I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Hello, uh, maybe you can help us, we're a bit lost. Not all who wonder are lost. No, that's true, but we are. Well, where have you three come from then, eh? Oh, we're originally from Buxton in Derbyshire, but... I'm sorry? I said originally from Buxton in Derbyshire. No, I heard you. I'm just sorry. Oh, <laughs> the old ones are the best, aren't they? Let's leave her alone. She's probably trying to sign us up to some charity. They're everywhere at Christmas. I don't have my direct debit details with me. Also, I'm really tight. Maybe you could give us directions, kind lady. Where is it you seek? The castle spatula. Not castle spatula, I hope. I literally just said we're going to... Please, don't say your journey for castle spatula. Oh, please, please, no, not the castle spatula. Well, this is awkward now, isn't it? What's wrong with the castle spatula? Once bitten and twice shy. Someone bit you. A face on a lover with a fire in his heart. A man undercover, but he'll tear you apart. Hang on, that's wham. Last Christmas. Exactly. It'll be your last Christmas if you go to that place. She's not going to help us. Well, perhaps I will, if you can help me find my daughter. Your daughter? No quests today, kind lady. We should be sharing old stories around my uncle's fire and growing closer as friends over mulled wine and die hard at this point. Oh, he's a keen one, isn't he? Oh, isn't he lovely, boys and girls? Does she mean us? Oh, but I have been lonely since I lost my daughter. And my husband. What happened to him? Oh, he fell in a vat of granulated coffee. Horrible way to go. But at least it was instant. Yeah, time to get going. Show that joke some respect. Young man, it's older than your grandmother. Oh, what a luck. Oh, now, now, before I go, you look like a charming young man. Thanks. Take this. It's very important. Read it carefully. And the very next day, you must give it away. Okay. This year, save me from tears. Give it to someone special. Wow, she vanished. She must be a witch or something. I think she fell in this moat. We should have said it's behind you. Is it just me or did anyone else have an overwhelming sensation of panto? It is Christmas. Sad, isn't it? All those Christmas shows cancelled. Because of the zombie crisis. So many families missing out on that special time at the theatre. So many people out of work. It's devastating. Yeah. God, I hope those theatres can reopen. Me too. Me too. If only so we can keep talking about theatre in our podcast. Tom! Hang on, did you just say she fell in this moat? But what is it moated around? A castle! Yes! This must be the place. Come on! (sighs) Tom, what did that weird lady give you? It's a piece of paper. 
with a set of numbers on it. She gave you her phone number. Oh, I thought it was something important. <laughs> Are you going to call her? Are you kidding? Not with these roaming charges. That one genuinely is to do with Brexit, isn't it? Here we are. Massive scary looking fortress. Yeah. Mysterious mist hanging heavily over the turrets. Series of open coffins in the garden. Door knocker that looks like the face of a dead banker with a timely message from the grave. Yeah, perfect place for a Christmas holiday, really. It's got four stars on TripAdvisor. Oh my god, is that door opening all by itself? No, sir. In front of us, and a little below, stood a most horrifying fellow. With a physical form I would describe as indescribable. Exactly the sort of person you could imagine opening the door to a castle you really don't want to spend Christmas in. You must be the three's company, boys. I am the Count's loyal clerk, I saw. The gladdest tidings of the season to you all. The master is in the dining room. You must be hungry after your long trip. I know he is. I can't wait to meet my uncle. Wait, you've never met him? This way. On your left, you will see the drawing room. And this leads to the library. Down those stairs to the dungeons. Here is the downstairs toilet. Hang on, did you say dungeon? Ah, here we are. Go on, in you go. Dear Yaz's diary, December 23rd. No, 4th? I am not really sure. I cannot read my writing. Give it here! Bloody hell, is this your writing? Looks like a seismometer developed sentient. December 24th, I think it says. We went into the diving room. Dining, dining room. And there we finally saw the man himself. An absolutely massive... Yes, I can't say that. Oh, sorry. An absolutely massive count. He rose from his chair and said, Welcome, my friends. Friends to the castle spatula. Please eat. Eyesore has prepared a great feast. He gets so excited this time of year. I mean, as, as do I. Look, someone's taking Christmas seriously. Oh, Mr. Count, are you not going to eat with us? Wasteful extravagance. I mean, uh, uh, what, I, what I mean is, um, though I am a huge fan of Christmas, the traditional fare doesn't sit so well with me. I prefer something a little fresher. Oh, are you vegetarian? Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm so glad that you've been out here. <laughs> a vegetarian? I saw he thinks that I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> he must be a vegan, like me. <laughs> a vegan, yes, that's it. I'm a vegan. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> Told you. Oh, did you recently turn vegan, Yaz? No, oh, you haven't mentioned it 20 times each day since. All right, egg murderer. This is not the place to be eating. Each other's throats. It's a pain in the neck. For goodness sake. This evening is for bonding merrily with new family. Okay. Uh, Mr. Count Ebenezer, sir, would you like some of my eggnog? I brought a flask of it with me. At that, Yaz reached into his bag and whipped out his flask of eggnog. A small drop of Yaz's Christmas drink flew in the air. Yaz had forgotten to tighten the top of his flask, as usual. No! The cow let out a squeeze, a school. I know I'm sorry, I have no idea why I've written that. Keep that cursed stuff away from me! He shouted in an out-of-character, un-Christmassy type way. Don't worry everybody, it is vegan eggnog, because I am vegan. 
I cannot tolerate eggnog in any of its forms. I have a rare allergy. One splash causes a terrible reaction. Most people have a bad reaction to Yaz's recipes. But still better than the reaction to Tom's jokes. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Not to worry. However, although I do enjoy Christmas in all of its forms and had a wonderful night of games planned, unfortunately, our evening must draw to a close. Oh, Uncle, no. Even the smell of that confounded liquid has weakened me. Please excuse me, gentlemen. I must take some sustenance in private. <laughs> no worries, we'll just finish without you. And no, then no, you must to bed at once. After all, it is Christmas tomorrow. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> I see the council had to laugh at his own jokes and I'm not. Michael, you shall sleep in the Oldman suite. Yaz, you may have the suite de Lugosi. And Tom, you're in the suite transvestite. Sounds lovely. <sighs> They've gone. Good. <laughs> My plan is coming to fruition. <sighs> you know I saw a strange figure appeared to me last night and told me I would soon be visited by three terrible creatures. I know, sir. It was me. And they've come to spend Christmas. Oh, yes, indeed. They shall spend more Christmas than they have ever spent before. But first, a snack to recover my strength. The lawyer or the systems analyst? Oh, the lawyer, I think. Hiya. Hello, dear. Oh, wait, what are you doing to my neck? Oh, oh, I can feel all the festive cheer pulsing out of my veins. Fine work, I saw. She's very pleasant. Stronger Christmas spirit. Quite nothing. Thank you, Master. There was one other thing, Master. As you're not going to be in the castle for Christmas this year, I wanted to ask a favour. Mm-hmm. Well, Mrs. Eyesore has managed to scrape together enough savings to buy a turkey, and the whole family will be there. And we think that it might be the last Christmas Massive Matt will see. He's just getting so massive, you see. And as I haven't had a day off in 17 years, I wondered if I might have Christmas with the family, or Dark Lord of Evil. I allowed you to attend the annual clerk and sidekick convention in September. Yes, sir. September 1967. Oh, all right then. But if you ask me, Christmas is a poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every December 25th. Said the Count. That's right, diary. The reason this bit can be told and fit into the story structure is because since the three's company lads left, it switched to my diary entry. Clever, eh? Now, I shall go and find out what those three's company boys are really made of. Nighty-night, diary. Dear diary, I am away in a far land on a strange journey. I therefore do not require any milk for the next week, or indeed ever again, as I am vegan now. Yours sincere... Oh, no, hang on. That says dear dairy. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything for this bit. What I have... <clears throat> we gathered in my room after dinner to discuss what we'd seen. 
Michael insisted we stay for the evening. He's just an eccentric old man, he said. They have different, different customs, customs over here. Well, I don't trust him. Guys. But you trust me, right? I guess. Guys. Look, it's one night. What's the worst that can happen? Guys. What is it? What's that knocking sound? Oh, God. It sounds like it's coming from the door. Open it. No, you open it. I'll open it. After three. Four. We were greeted by the most blood-curdling, horrific sight. It was Isor. Quick, let me in before anyone sees me. Was that you making that strange sound outside our room? I was knocking at your door. Isn't that how normal people do it? Definitely not. Is everything okay? Your uncle is not what he seems. You mean he's not a creepy, terrifying old man who's obviously hiding a murderous secret and teetering on the edge of evil insanity? Well, okay, he's exactly what he seems. Do you have any proof of this? I am not, in fact, a loyal servant to the Count. I have been working with a faction opposed to him for years. Why? He is evil incarnate. His hatred for Christmas festered and consumed him so much that he can never die. Instead, he wanders this decaying land, luring in victims and drinking the Christmas spirit right out of their bodies. (gasps) When you drain the Christmas spirit out of a person... Do they die? The body cannot survive without Christmas spirit, Michael. Does that mean yes? Yes. (gasps) He has developed a terrible obsession with London. Origin of the first Christmas tree, the first Christmas card. My master has devised a terrible plot to cancel Christmas and consume the entire Christmas spirit of the whole United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Just hold your reindeer one moment. That is definitely a mission. What part of being on holiday, spending quality time together, do none of you understand? I think this is important, Mike. Where do we start? We need to get you to Helsinki. Who's Helsinki? Helsinki is not a person, Yaz. It's a brand of vodka. It's not a brand of vodka, Michael. It's the capital of Finland. No, it's a person. Oh. Dr. Van Helsinki, the greatest mind in the resistance. Told you. And we're just meant to believe you, are we? That my Christmas-loving uncle is somehow secretly evil? It does sort of check out. We should do something. Quite right. I saw it. I'm going to call the police. I am afraid they're not open now until Boxing Day. All right. I hereby place you under citizen's arrest for crimes against Christmas lovers. You do not have to say anything, and so I'm going to knock you unconscious. But... (laughs) Mike... What if he's telling the truth? Yeah, Yaz is right. This feels wrong. So the first thing you agree on is that we should attack my dear uncle and ruin my Christmas. It's not about that. Tom's right. Oh, I see. Gang up on Michael Day, is it? Is it? I just wanted one Christmas where everything was perfect. I I guess it's true. Three really is a crowd. (gasps) How dare you? You take that back, Michael Peter Grady. I'm going to bed. You leave my uncle alone. And I expect to see you for hot chocolate and stockings at 7am sharp. And with that, he stormed off. Isn't that your ensuite? Excuse me. And with that, he stormed off correctly, leaving Yaz and I confounded and alone, with an unconscious handyman bound on my bedroom floor. I knew that operating as a duo without Michael would leave us at great risk, yet I felt compelled to act. I looked at Yaz. We knew what we had to do. Michael's Diary, December 24th. As I sat doing my crossword in my enormous four-poster bed, I felt a shiver go up my spine. I looked to my left and right, but nothing. 
It was only when I lay back I noticed that three pale women, dressed in floaty nightgowns and sporting astonishing bouffant hair, were looking down at me from the roof of the bed. I put my crossword down and said, Terribly sorry, ladies. Am, Am I in the, in the wrong, wrong room? room? I saw put me in here, you see. No, Michael. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. It's fine. I'll take the couch in the dungeon. You look so stressed, Michael. Relax. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, I'm actually perfectly relaxed. Why are you so buttoned up? I always sleep wearing my adventure onesie. You'll have all the adventure you need here with us. Um, Sorry, where are you three from? We are from a time and a place you cannot comprehend. Fair enough. Lie back. Gosh, your eyes have gone all funny, sort of hypnotic. Oh, goodness, I'm feeling... Sorry, where are my manners? You're looking rather pale. Maybe I shall call you a cab home. We are home, and so are you. This is your home now. You wouldn't want to miss out on all the fun. Fun? Oh, do you want to do the crossword with me? Look into my eyes. Is that a yes or a no? Oh, oh, I'm feeling dizzy. I can't seem to focus. But, but, I know I haven't got six down yet, if you want to try that one. The clue is postman heavy bag. How many letters? Oh, Lots. Oh, for goodness sakes, let me have a look. What are you doing? We have our instructions. I'm good at these. Well, nine across isn't right. Butane is not an inert gas, so that means ten down can't be Nepal. Gwen, what other countries border China? Mongolia, Vietnam, India. Must be India then. Oh, Michael, that's definitely not right. Nope, neither's that one. Oh, come on, it fits. You can't just put in any word that fits. It is Christmas. Go on then. Let's have a clue. Here you go. Twelve across. H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O. Five letters. Oh, that's a really tough one. It took me most of the journey. Water. H-2-O. All right. Do you mind? Can, okay. Can we leave the crossword? I, I, I would like to do it myself. Um, I think that one's wrong. You, How many you can go back to doing that weird hypnotic thing with your eyes if you like. Just give us a moment and we'll be right with you. Right. Then I'll... That's uh, not a real word. Well, I'll just sit here then and finish my diary entry, I said. And that's where you find me now. Esme, Margot and Gwyn have now finished the quick crossword and moved on to the cryptic. They do seem to have forgotten I'm here. Actually, I must go. I've just heard a blood-curdling, ghostly shriek. Narrator's Diary Today I received the most remarkable letter. It was sent by one Michael's mother and read as thus. This This is is Michael's Michael's mother. mother. I write to you today with unbelievable and devastating news. I was watching a compilation of videos about cats and printers on YouTube when I received a phone call from my son. Mum, he began, I need you to tell me all you can about my uncle. But Michael, I protested, you don't have an uncle. He howled and shook and berated his misfortune and exclaimed, now I know what a fool I've been. What's happened? I inquired, reluctantly pausing my cat compilation. Oh, Mum, he said, weeping profusely, Yaz and Tom are dead. dead. Sorry, love, say that again. I can't seem to pause this video properly. 
I heard a shrill ghostly wail that I instantly recognised as Tom and I ran to his room. They were both on the floor, slowly dying, lying next to their diaries. I couldn't think straight, what do I do, what do I do, I thought, and then I did what any good friend would and read their diaries immediately. Wherein I uncovered a horrifying tale that read as follows. Dear Yaz's diary, I'm sad to say Tom and I are currently in the process of dying. As Michael refused to help us, we were forced to take on the Count alone, none with irregardlessly. We snucked into his secret chamber, and therewithin found an ancient book, and here to therefore after unfolded a most mortifying story, which read as follows. <clears throat> Count Ebenezer's, Ebenezer's Secret, secret journal, journal of Misdeeds. December 24th. Today my plan reaches fruition. I have long longed to make the long trip to England that I may terrorise that green and pleasant land ere long. However, there was one threat that stood in my way. Now I have tempted that trio to the castle. Here, my brides will trap them for eternity, and I shall be free to suck the Christmas spirit out of their whole country. No more tinsel, no more turkey, no more sweets! Bah, humbugs! I like humbugs. We can still have those. Why have I written down my plan, you ask? As a distraction technique, if you are reading this, then I am, in, in fact, fact, standing behind, behind you. Do you think he means that, or, or is it like an unreliable narrator thing? <laughs> the count was at my neck. I could feel the Christmas spirit fading away. Get, get off him! Oh, impatient, are we? As he fed on Tom, I summoned the last of my waning strength and threw the last of my remaining vegan eggnog at our adversary. He hissed and screamed and shrank away, burnt by the cheerful Christmas drink. Tom and I limped back to Tom's room, knowing we have mere moments left to live. Dear Yaz's diary, I'm afraid Yaz has just died, so I will complete his last entry as a sombre but neater tribute, and in the hope that Michael will read it and know what an evil man his uncle truly is. Michael, if you are reading this, please know what an evil man your uncle truly is. Oh God, I'm fading fast. Just enough time to switch over to Tom's diary. Just after midnight, it's now Christmas day. Looks like this is the end. Goodbye diary. Tom, if you do manage to survive this, don't forget to ask that coach driver for a proper tax receipt on the way back. Oh, it looks like Michael has just burst into the room, crying, My God, God what's happened, happened here? here? Don't, Don't worry, worry lads, I, I will, will avenge, avenge you. you. But Michael, I'm not dead yet. Look, I still have enough strength to write these words. Wait, why am I writing this down when I could just be telling Michael? Oh God, still writing. Faculties failing. I see Michael start to read our diaries as the darkness closes in. And that was the end of the diary, Mum, said Michael, finally coming to the end of his lengthy story. Yes, Yaz and Tom, Tom are dead. The evil Count is on his way to London, and my perfect Christmas is ruined. And with that, 
His phone credit was gone. Damn those roaming charges. I stood in astonishment for a moment, and then I immediately set about writing this rather lengthy letter to you, dear narrator, for this seemed a perfect cliffhanger for you to do that thing where you ask dramatic questions before the interlude. Yours festively, Michael's mum. And there the letter ended. I reread it hastily in astonishment. Surely this could not be. Could Yaz and Tom really be dead? Would the villain win? Would Michael get his perfect Christmas? Would I be forced to ask the same old questions? I decided not to, and instead returned to watching a Christmas ad for a popular department store on the telly. Remember that time you watched a whimsical quasi-fantasy tale that was actually filmed in August with a young woman singing a heartfelt cover of a 90s rock song? You watched it twice. It reminded you of something. You cried. You posted about it on Twitter. Please buy things from us. Michael's Diary, Christmas Day. I stood over the two bodies of my dead friends, lost, distraught, when a third figure started to twitch. It was the wretched body of Eyesore, my uncle's mutinous clerk, only now regaining consciousness. Now you see the true cruelty of my master for yourself, young Michael. Oh God, we should be sharing a mimosa and opening presents right now. Actually, in this house, we don't usually open the presents until the Count has sucked the life out of four virgins. If only I'd trusted you. It's too late now. Too late for anything but revenge, I saw. <laughs> but without Yaz's mad schemes and terrible cookery and Tom's genius and exceptional tidiness, I'm just a brave, overly sincere, have-a-go hero, and there's no way I can defeat that wicked man without them. How strong is your grief, young man? How powerful is your thirst for revenge? How many ounces to a pound? And how dearly do you wish to reanimate your friends? Very strong, quite powerful, 16, I think. And most dearly indeed. There may be a way. A person who can help them and perhaps help us take down the evil count once and for all. What must I do? I asked, trying to be heroic but sounding like a bagpipe with a cold. It is time for you to meet the Doctor. Captain's Log Diary, Christmas morning. Oh, it's been a strange journey on the HMS Dramatic Irony. We set sail from the Romanian coast with our usual cargo of vehicle parts, insulated wire, and several mysterious boxes from Transylvania. We headed due west towards London where I must admit I was rather concerned about the new agricultural product import tariffs on what appeared to be two tons of Transylvanian earth we were carrying. But all seemed well until we started to find many of our passengers dead, completely drained of Christmas spirit. We thought maybe this was normal, but then the crew started to turn up with a great lack of life also. We started to get worried. Now, it seems I'm the only one left on board. Except, of course, for the Count Ebenezer of Castle Spatula, who, now I can think of it, was discovered sporting a wicked smile next to each corpse, and who I can see is leaning over me now as I write in my diary on this beautiful... Ah! 
Michael's diary, late Christmas morning. Where to start? After a perilous journey too exciting to detail in these pages, which I shall instead save for my unabridged, uncut tell-all diary, I saw and I carried the corpses of my two dead friends into a forest. <laughs> What's wrong, Mr. Michael? I was quite upset at the time. <laughs> Where are we, I saw? We're here, sir. I can see that for... F really quite upset. Sake! But where is here? Visitors! Fantastic! An excited voice suddenly shouted from the shadows. Come in, come in. Shut the door behind you. What door? Oh, we've put the blooming door now. Well, that's safe shutting it. I'm Dr Frankie Van Helsinki. Welcome, Mikey Love, to my humble abode. And that was no cliché. It really was unbelievably humble in that it was just a clearing in the forest with a small caravan sans door and what looked like a science lab growing from the trees. I'm the last in a long line of Van Helsinki's, an old family of mad but brilliant scientists, each madder and more brilliant than the last. We've dedicated our lives to stopping the evil count once and for all. I saw explained he had in fact been working for the doctor's family all along, as had his father before him and his father, father before, him. before him. And his father before him. And his father before him. Not his father before him, actually, as he had a small business doing children's parties. But his father before him. And his father before him. Right, where's the teapot? You want tea? Me mad great granddaddy discovered a weapon that could defeat the Count. A weapon, they say, conceived by Santa. Himself. Santa? That's right, Mikey Cakes. Santa. Part prophecy, part nature, part machine. A stake of holly right through the heart. But not just any holly. The length, width, number of leaves and spikes and berries must conform to the perfect divine formula. Over the years, every member of the family's had a hand in it. Took a while to get Great Aunt Helga's out, actually. My mom, Santa bless her, went so do lally working out the holly algorithm that one day she left and never returned. Some say my mom discovered the perfect formula but never got to share it. Right! Ah, now one of these teapots has tea in it, the other's got sulfuric acid. I can never remember which one. Shall we skip the tea? I saw said you might be able to help my friends. Well, I did wonder why you brought two corpses with you. Help them, Doctor. It's a mad task, Mikey mate. Never been done. But, well, I can't be a mad scientist without having a few mad ideas. <laughs> I'm sure I could reconfigure some in my lab to... Yeah, this is going to be fun! It's a Christmas miracle. But how will you do it? I'll use a special element. Only recently discovered the element of... Surprise, boo! <laughs> no, only joking. It's science love, obviously. If you bring my friends back, I'll do whatever it takes to help you defeat Count Ebenezer. Okay, Mikey Bunny, I've got bad news and good news. Which order would you like it in? Um. I have enough resources to bring one of your friends back to life. You can only say you've won. Afraid so, Mikey Pet. Oh God, what a terrible decision to have to make. This is like Hobson's choice. Wait, no, it's Sophie's choice, isn't it? Or is it Hobson's choice? Oh God, I can't decide. It's either like Hobson's choice or Sophie's choice, but I don't know which. You must choose one of them. Sophie's choice. One of your friends. No. Oh, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. Then I shall choose. And if I can only save one life, the choice is clear. It's Tom, isn't it? Just you wait and see. 
How do you make chemistry? Plant a chemist. Oh, that's a good one, Frankie. In order to concentrate, <laughs> Miss Van Helsinki likes to make bad chemistry parts. Only periodically, I saw. <laughs> and, and they have to be bad. All the good ones are gone. <laughs> and so Frankie disappeared and began preparing for the experiment. Thunder started to rumble, and we heard Frankie cry, Mikey, I saw, come quick. Quick, it's Darton. I need your help. I saw, pass me that clamp. Mikey, get your hand in there. Well, don't look at me like that, Mikey mate. It's just a spleen. Must concentrate. It's nearly time. Mikey, when I say, pull that lever. Wait for it. Wait for it. Now! <laughs> He's moving. It worked. I steeled myself to discover which of my two theatrical collaborators had been granted a second chance at life and which had been consigned to the dustbins of forgotten podcasters. He's alive! (laughs) He's alive! The newly revived figure stared me straight in the eye, blinking, confused, vulnerable, hideous yet familiar and I recognised the terrible reality before me. What have you done? I knew you couldn't choose to stitch parts of each one together into a single person. What? (laughs) Sorry, love, did you prefer them separate but dead? I'm honestly very confused right now. Uh, What's happened to me? Hey, this is weird. Uh, Tom, yeah, don't worry. This is Dr. Frankie, (laughs) and uh, she's brought you back from the dead. I was dead? Yes, of course you were dead. Oh, hello, Tom, I can hear myself thinking. Oh, God, this is going to get annoying. I can hear everything Yaz is thinking. Yes, that was me, Yaz. You may encounter some dizziness or confusion. Try not to operate any heavy machinery for 48 hours. I'll do my best. Tom, Yaz, Tom, Yaz, Taz. I'm so sorry I fell for that evil Count's trick and didn't listen to you both. But we will stop him. Frankie, I am at your disposal. Great. Could you pop this spare spleen in there? Oh, sure. Glad to have you on board, but without knowing the exact numbers that determine the right form of Holly, we're powerless against the Count. And if your mother did know the number, she disappeared with it. Hey, is that your mother? That portrait? Using her favourite electrodes to experiment on a little rabbit in a bleeding prime. I don't think that was a phone number that old woman gave us. The old woman from the village with all those rubbish panto jokes, that's her! You've seen her? How is she? We quite liked her. No, No, we we didn't. Well, she was quite fun. Did she give you a number? Do you still have it? Yes. We filed it alphabetically in my notebook. These numbers? Yes! Mum bloody cracked it! The holly sprig. We plunge this stake of holly into the Count's heart. It will vanquish even the most evil Christmas hater. Uh, (coughs) The uh, prophecy, miss? Santa's prophecy states it must be wielded by one who knows the true meaning of Christmas in their heart. That must be me. Everyone knows I love Christmas more than anyone. We'll say. This is it. I can redeem my failure. I am Mikey the Vampire Slayer. I am Santa's Slayer! (laughs) What? Santa's Slayer. (laughs) Yes? Santa's Slayer? Yeah, what? He doesn't hear it, does he? Nope. 
You must be quick. The Count has already set sail for London. How is he going to cancel Christmas for the whole UK? He wanted you out of the country. But who did he think you were going to protect? Uh-oh. You don't think? Oh, dear. No, he wouldn't! Oh, oh God. God. He's going to use her. Christmas Day, about lunchtime. The Diary of My Majesty the Queen. I'm preparing to go before the nation to give the most upsetting speech of my royal career. I did all I could, but the Count prorogued Parliament, knocked out all the beef eaters and tied up my corgis. And the Three's Company boys, well, they're on a holiday. The Count has asked me to read the evil speech he's written and there's nothing I can do. Oh, and Philip has just asked me to state for the record that he tried to stop the Count but was overpowered and has been locked in the airing cupboard. So here I go. Time to cancel Christmas. The diary of Francesca van Helsinki, the 25th day of December. Having arrived on the express from Transylvania, my new comrades against evil and I broke into Buckingham Palace. As we dashed through the corridors, we could hear the Queen begin in a Christmas speech. My fellow Britons, she began, it is with great sadness and a heavy heart that I have to announce a change to the way we live our lives in the years to come. I can officially say that Christmas is now and forevermore the same. And you can all continue to go about your Christmas day as normal. What the deuce is going on? That's not what I wrote. Somebody is meddling with the autocue. I find a perfectly normal family occasion is what I most enjoy about this time of year. Philip and I can get on with the everyday Christmas jollities that any modern, liberal, forward-thinking, not-stuck-in-the-past family gets on with. Oh God, it's the Count. No, don't type that. The Queen is saying everything you type. Just type what I say. Don't type that either. Get off the bloody autocue, you meddling adventurers. No, you get off. Stop trying to stop me from stopping Christmas. Taz, you definitely don't need to type that. This year, Christmas is can it. No, Christmas is officially cancel anything you want to in the shops. Christmas is over. Rated, but still going on. Now that's it! That, that's all I have to say. Love each other and enjoy Christmas. Goodbye. No! What on earth is going on? Oh, boys, just in the nick of time. Hello, Your Majesty. I don't understand. My brides have never let anyone escape before. And you, what the bloody hell happened to those two? I've got a bone to pick with you, and so have I. Look here, not uncle. If you thought you could cancel Christmas, you didn't reckon with how much I want my turkey with 24 different types of vegetable and six types of stuffing and four types of elf-themed napkin. That's right. No one loves Christmas more than me. And how exactly are you going to stop me? Here, Mikey. Catch! The perfect steak of holly wielded by one who knows the true meaning of Christmas in their heart. What? Who told you about that? Your reign of evil is over. How'd you like your steak? Oh! Hooray! That really hurt. Ow. It didn't work. What? <laughs> oh, God. Santa's prophecy must have been wrong. You, Queenie. Contact your Broadcasting Corporation and cancel Christmas now. What do we do? I don't think there's anything we can do. He's won. BBC? I'm afraid I need to ask you to amend my speech. Please announce Christmas is cancelled. I'm afraid so, yes, for real this time. Oh. Yes, they say they'll have to interrupt songs of praise. Do it. Very well. <clears throat> I hereby cancel Christmas. It's done.
Christmas is over. I've failed. The last ever Christmas. The last ever anything, miss. I wish I could see my mum again. Just one last time. This is not how I meant to spend my last Christmas. Oh, my wife, my babies. I know you cannot hear me, but I love you. At least we're together at the end. Yeah, I'm glad I'm sharing this with you. Weird, but good weird. Bye, Tom. Bye, Yaz. Love you. I... Yes. I love you too. Love. Family. Together. Sharing. Good weird. <laughs> um, is he alright? What's going on? Are you okay? No wonder I couldn't defeat the Count. What do you mean, Mikey? I've been obsessed this whole time with having the perfect Christmas. Making everyone do exactly what I want. But that's not what Christmas really is. Seeing your love for your family, I saw. Your love for your mother, Frankie. Your strange togetherness, Taz. I realise how wrong I've been this whole time. I'm so sorry, my dear friends. All this is my fault. Because I was too fixated on my perfect Christmas that I couldn't listen to those I cared for most. But I see the truth now, so go ahead, Count Ebenezer. It doesn't matter one bit. You can't cancel Christmas, because Christmas is within us all. It's not the things we do. It's the people we love. Ah, uh, no! What's happening? I think Mr. Michael may have just found the true meaning of Christmas in his heart. Mikey, now! Oh, please, no! Hey, what's a vampire's least favourite boy band? Stake that! Oh, what's happening? Ah, oh, no! Yes! Oh, I no. am Santa's Slayer! Oh, no, I've just heard it. My head is spinning with memories of Christmas past, present, and future. Ah, my time at Little Vampire School. Look, there he is. It's Ebenezer. <laughs> he can't drink blood, only Christmas spirit. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. I hate Christmas. But really, it's because I hate myself. Ah, all the Christmas hating I have done in the present. I allowed you to attend the annual clerk and sidekick convention in September. Yes, sir. September 1967. Ah, and all the potential evil Christmas is yet to come. I have destroyed Christmas. Everyone is miserable. I hate Christmas, <laughs> but really it's because I hate myself. Oh no, what have I done? It seems to just be running around screaming and, and crashing into things. Is that meant to happen? Well, we haven't completed double blind trials on the holly stake yet. I sort of rushed it out due to political pressure. Uh, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh goodness. Oh, oh, oh. I feel, I feel wonderful. Well, goodness me. Oh, hello there. How are you all? What's, What's going, going on? on? The evil is vanquished. Oh, I thought it was meant to kill him. Master, you are cured. Hooray! But what? Uh, shouldn't we arrest him? No, but I have changed. Well, it's like we always say. A change is as good as arrest. 
Ho, ho, ho. Oh, good one, us. At that moment, the Count flung open the window and stuck his head out, calling, You boy! boy you what? there, what day is it? What day is it? Why are you asking me, you Burke? Look at a calendar on or your phone. Who flings open a window and shouts to a stranger in the street? You're in Buckingham Palace. Is there really no one in the whole building you can ask? Idiot. Boy, go to the butchers on the corner of the street and buy the biggest turkey they have. There's a shilling in it for you. Fuck off, you cheeky git. Buy it yourself. Well, it seems I have much to learn. Mom, excuse me. Yes, what is it? A strange-looking family are calling on the video phone. Thank you, Cash Dosh. Patch them through. Hi, love. My darling wife, my family, you're all here. Hi, Mrs. Eyesore. Look, the count's all better now. I told you it would work. All right. I stand corrected. Yeah, that day surgery really did you some good, Mum. Massive Matt, is that you? Hello, Mr. Count. Oh, my dear boy, I do so wish I could give you a hug. Yeah, well, whose fault's that? Yep, sorry about that. Miss. Someone here to see you. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Mum, is that you? You found me after all these years. Oh, do stop, dear. You're making me sound old. This might not be the Christmas I expected, but everything is just perfect. Sorry, but is anyone actually going to fix us? We'll do it in the new year. It is Christmas, after all. All right, then. No, it's not. <laughs> Do you know what we've forgotten to do? What? Record the podcast. Oh, we can always record our diary entries instead. That is a ridiculous idea. Okay, you're right. Said Taz. And with that, Michael finally got to organise his sing-song. As he did, Taz let out an enormous sneeze covering the Queen, who said, You, God, bless us. Everyone! God, God rescue Mary, gentlemen. And, podcast listeners, so ends today's entry in the diary of your humble narrator. That's right, it's been my diary all along. Good night. Said the narrator, and so ends the diary of your humble narrator's narrator. Merry Christmas. And, with a faint smile, the narrator's narrator switched off her microphone, flicked the light switch, and stepped out into the snowy night. The narrator of the narrator's narrator closed the book. It was finally time to hang out his stocking. Buy things from us. Said the person from the department store advert. All this has actually been my diary. Thanks for listening. Said the woman from Croydon Leisure Centre because it really was the narrator's diary after all. And here it ends. Good night, diary. Sleep tight. You have been listening to Three's Company's Adventure Department, Episode 6, A Cryptmas Carol, or The Post of Christmas Last. Visit adventuredepartment.uk for more information. Adventure Department was written, performed, and created by Three's Company. Guests this episode were Marianne Bell, Joanna Bending, Alice Descent, Ethan L. Shatter, Leah Harvey, Paul Dodds, Ashley Kay, Danny Miller, Rosie Jones, and Greg Snowden, with Jodie McNee as Frankie and Paul Jahidi as Isaw, and Michael's mum as Michael's mum. It was edited by me and mixed by the always wonderful Chris Charland. Special thanks also to Tom Griff Griffiths and James Percy Percival. The stunning artwork for this episode was by Nina J. Check that out on our website if you've not seen it already. Full credits, music listings, transcripts and more in the show notes or at adventuredepartment.uk. 
Now, it's a sad fact of life, but the truth is there simply is no way for people to discover charming comedy, spoof theatre, adventure podcasts, apart from people who currently listen, spreading the word. So if you know anybody who might enjoy this this Christmas, please tell them about Adventure Department. It'd be a lovely Christmas present for us and also for them. On Twitter, you can find us at Three's Company. We are Three's Company UK on Instagram. Facebook, we are Three's Co. And the website is adventuredepartment.uk. Make sure you subscribe or follow us so you don't miss season two, which is coming in 2021. Three's Company are Tom Crawshaw, Michael Grady Hall, and me, Yazal Sharta. And now I've got through that, it's time for me to open my 17th box of Quality Street. Merry Christmas. Um, vegan Quality Street.